Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass, guys. It's about learning how to dance in the fucking rain. Welcome to Steel Jack City. Build strength. Get jacked. Begin today, it continues tomorrow, and it never fucking dies. Carve the mindset. The back's against the wall. The only way out is to put the work in. Now here's your host, C-Roy. What's your passion? My passion is fucking passion. Boom! What's up, everybody, and welcome to... The Steel Jack City Podcast. Um, today, we got a good show. Um, I alluded to it last week during the show with my brother. Um, that this week I was going to do a show all about bodybuilding. The very first show of this podcast. Um, well, actually I shouldn't say that. The very first show of this podcast was Booty Building 101. And that was like way a long time ago. Um, but the first episode I did on this run of a year straight, which I'm still on pace for, there was a week where the show was posted. It went live on Sunday night. So technically, I was still inside that week, but I didn't share it on all the social media and everything until Monday morning. But it was posted within the week. So I'm still on track. I'm still on track with my goal. Of 52 weeks in a row. I don't know what week I'm on now. This might be 30. Somewhere around there. Um, but anyways. Last week. Um, I alluded to this. The very, the very first show that I did. On this run. Was CrossFit. The good. The bad. And the ugly. Uh, essentially my take on CrossFit. What it does well. What it doesn't do so well. And what it just absolutely sucks at. Well, today we're going to have a very similar show, but instead of CrossFit, it's going to be bodybuilding. We're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly of bodybuilding. Now, I started my lifting career back when I was 16, or 15, 15, 16. I started in the bodybuilding, you know, environment, the the, the bodybuilding mindset. Um, That's what I did for the first probably at least four or five years, probably up until I was about 22, 23 is maybe when I started shifting. Uh, I'd say 22, probably 21, 22. Um, I, I, I pretty much switched shortly after my first physique show. Well, I say my first physique show has been my only physique show because um, I hated it so damn much. But I did a physique show when I was 21, so shortly after that. So I might even have been 21. 21 going into 22 years old was when I began to shift my mindset. Um, So from from 15, 16, all the way up to 21, 22, I was all bodybuilding. Um, I did, that's all I did. You know, your your typical bodybuilding mindset, typical bodybuilding split. You know, Monday's chest, Tuesday's back, Wednesday's shoulders. Thursday's legs, Friday's arms. Sometimes you take Saturday, Sunday off, and then you start again on Monday. Or, you know, I might 
throw in an extra workout here or there. You know, if I really wanted to get after it, I'd throw in Saturday would just be abs. I would just straight up do abs for an hour to an hour and a half, even though I still did them for the last 15 to 20 minutes of every workout during the week. Sometimes I would throw in an entire day, entire hour, hour and a half workout. Um, and that's what I did. I did that for, like I said, the first five, six years, somewhere around there. Um, you know, I'm terrible with dates and time periods, but it's, it's not far off. Um, so I can speak on this, man. Um, I I was training people during that time. I I've been in the industry, um, and I'm much more knowledgeable now and having experienced all these different, um, ideologies and different training methods. You know, I feel that I am experienced enough to be able to speak on this. Um, And I've lived it. I've learned it. um, I've applied it. So I guess if I don't have any... Well, let's start. When I first got started, so this should... You know, yeah, let's screw it. Let's just dive into this thing, all right? So I, I, I don't want this to be super long, all right? I want to try and get this show done in under 30 minutes. That's my goal today. We're at four and a half minutes already. So let's go ahead. Let's, uh, let's dive into this thing. So let's start on a positive note. Um, the good. Let's start with the good of bodybuilding. What does the bodybuilding, you know, um, mindset or bodybuilding ideology or training method do well? First off, the biggest plus or biggest pro of the bodybuilding mindset and bodybuilding training method is that it is simple. It's very easy to start. There's a very low barrier of entry. And my brother, you know, mentioned this last week when he was on the show. It's a very low barrier of entry. It's it's a very simple concept. You come in one day, you work on one body part, and then you leave. You come in the next day, you work on a different body part, and then you leave. You come in the next day, you work on a different body part, and then you leave. So it's, it's very easy. It's very simple. You know, anybody can do it. As long as they have, you know, a very, very basic understanding of anatomy. Um, you know, if you tell somebody to work their chest, I don't think anybody would go off and start doing a squat. But um, so that that's the biggest pro. It, it's it's very simple. It's very easy to understand. So it can get people into the gym. If, if someone wants to start exercising and start, you know, some sort of resistance training protocol, it's easy for them to just step into a gym and, and get to working on something. Um, you know, a lot of the machines in gyms, they even show you what the targeted muscle group is and everything like that. So it's, 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 it's simple to understand and it can get people in the gym and working. That is a big bonus. And that was even a bonus of CrossFit. Anything that gets people off their ass and into the gym, dropping sweat, working hard, is a plus in my book. Now, another benefit of this is that you can train often. So it kind of goes hand in hand. The reason that you're going in Monday and doing chest, then you leave. And you come back the next day and you do a different body part. And then you leave. And then you come back the next day and you do a different body part. Because you're breaking up the body parts like that, you can train often. Um, So if I just go and crush my chest on Monday and then I come in on Tuesday... You know, my chest is going to be sore as shit, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to work on my chest. I could work on my back or I could work on my legs. So you could do a different 
body part, but it allows you to come into the gym almost every single day. Because by the time the week runs out, you've hit every body part, and now it's time to start again fresh next week. So you can come consistently, you can come often, and you can be in the gym, dropping sweat, working hard on a regular, consistent basis. And consistency is one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle of getting into shape. Excuse me, get a drink of water. My throat's a little raspy today, <clears throat> so I'm going to take some water breaks today. Um, so that's another benefit is, is the frequency that you are able to train. You can just get in the gym often. Um, and kind of in line with that, it teaches structure. Um, you know, it, it allows you, because you can go often, it allows you to kind of get that schedule set. You know, you go to work, you go to the gym, and then you go home. You know, when you're only going to the gym two days a week, it's very easy for a schedule like that to kind of get muddled. I don't even know if that's a, uh, is that a word? I don't even know where the hell that came from. Muddled. Sounds like a word. Muddy. Allows your schedule to get muddy. I don't know. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. <laughs> um, but it teaches you how to structure a schedule. Because you're going often, it, be, it can become a regular part of your day. And consistently and consistency and structure. Structure is very important. Routine is very important when it comes to turning your life around. If you're trying to get healthy, having a routine is super important. And the fact that you can go to the gym almost every single day allows you to build that structure and make it a part of your routine, which will in turn, once it becomes a routine, it becomes a lot easier to maintain and to stick with. Um, Another benefit is that, and this is a very big one, is that it brings it brings attention to nutrition. You know, when you get into bodybuilding, you understand that you can't just eat, you know, you can't just pig out. You know, it makes you conscious of your protein intake, which is important, um, you know, the typical bodybuilding diet of you know chicken and broccoli or chicken broccoli rice you know whatever you know it 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 brings attention to nutrition which anything that brings attention to nutrition and gets people watching what they put in their mouth and and holding themselves accountable for what they put in their mouth that is a big bonus um especially with all the shit out there now and and what most people are eating now um, you know, all the fast food, all the processed foods, um, the bodybuilding mindset definitely brings attention to how you're eating, which is a huge benefit. Um, and then lastly, the last, the last, you know, positive thing I got on my little list here, I got some notes. Um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with that, with that nu- nutrition part is that it just teaches an overall healthy lifestyle. You're getting in the gym regularly, you're sweating, you're exercising, you're watching what you put in your mouth, and a lot of people will begin to lose weight, you know, they begin to lose weight, you know, it highlights, you know, like I said, it highlights the importance of protein and the nutrition side of things, so they'll start to build some muscle, and you'll actually start to see some physical changes, you know, you get a person that's never lifted a weight before in their life, and they start, you know, upping their protein intake, watching what they're eating, you know, cutting out all the garbage, 
and their their training and their resistance training, you know, they're going to build some muscle. And it, and it comes through and it shows and it just it's an overall healthier lifestyle than what they probably were doing before. Um so that is a huge benefit of the bodybuilding mindset. So first we got the low barrier of entry. It's very simple. It's a very straightforward idea. Very easy for somebody to begin and start with. And I think just about everybody in my generation, you know, my, my generation is probably one of the last generations where probably 95% of people that got into working out probably started in the bodybuilding training ideology um, because it was before the internet got really big. It was before Instagram, before all the access of information. You know, my brother mentioned it last week, like back in his day, you know, it was Flex Magazine and Muscle and Fitness Magazine. Like there wasn't social media. Um, there wasn't, you know, these, these, you know, YouTube wasn't really around yet. Um, so, you know, being able to see all these different training methods and everything like that, you know, CrossFit wasn't around. So there was no such thing as like, quote unquote, functional training. Um, you know, you had the Olympics and stuff where you had the Olympic weightlifting and but but, you know, it was the action stars, man, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Sloan, these big juiced up dudes, you know, and they did bodybuilding. So if you wanted to work out and stuff, it was mainly bodybuilding. And even a lot of athletic programs back then kind of really just did a lot of bodybuilding stuff. Um, um, so there really wasn't other things to do. Um, but now, nowadays with Instagram and, and, and YouTube and, and all this access to all these different training methods, a lot of people that are starting can start, you know, with, with other options. Um, but that's kind of like a side tangent, but it's just, it's a simple way to start. It's very easy. Um, so that was the first, first benefit. It teaches structure, allows you to get into routine. It allows you to train often it highlights the power of nutrition and overall just teaches you how to lead a healthier lifestyle. So all in all, those are all the big benefits of the bodybuilding training ideology wrapped up. Now we're going to move on to the not so good, you know, more of the bad part of bodybuilding. And we've got, first up, it's not optimal for strength. Now, notice my vocabulary because I know if any of you out there that are hardcore bodybuilders listening to this, you're going to say, oh, bullshit, I've gotten way stronger off of bodybuilding. I've gotten way stronger since bodybuilding. I understand. And I got a lot stronger when I started bodybuilding too because you're going from nothing to you know, lifting um, typically. You know, you're not going to get a power lifter that goes from powerlifting to bodybuilding and is going to get stronger. It's not going to happen. I said it's not optimal. It's not optimal for strength. If you take a person that's never trained before and put them on a bodybuilding split, they're going to get stronger. It's going to happen because they've never, they've never had any kind of training stimulus. You will gain strength, but it's not optimal for strength. And in my opinion, when it comes to any you know, physical goal or physical endeavor, Strength lays the foundation for everything. Um, the stronger you are, it'll carry over to just about anything else you do, especially mentally. Um, when you're strong, when you're physically just strong as hell, and your body just as a whole is strong as shit, I'm talking about like full body strength. 
Like you can deadlift the house. You can, you know, squat all the weight. Just load it up. And you can do shit like that. Not, I'm not talking you can do full stack leg extensions. Okay? I'm not talking that you can hit the full stack on, on the rope cable bicep curls. I'm talking real strength, real movement, you know, deadlifts, squats. You could even throw bench in there. When you can throw up weight on these things, these compound lifts, these these big lifts, and your body is just strong as shit, mentally you're strong, and it carries over to everything else you're doing, especially like through your personality and the way you carry yourself, just mentally strong and confident. Bodybuilding is not optimal for that. It's not optimal for building that kind of strength because every, you know, most of your bodybuilding stuff, and I'm not going to say all of it, you know, there's some bodybuilding guys out there who are savvy with their programming and they do throw in heavy weight from time to time, but a vast majority of your bodybuilding work is done in that 8 to 12 rep range. You know, sometimes you go up to 15 to 20 on on certain exercises or, or burnout and stuff like that. So it's not optimal for strength. Next, it's actually, in my opinion, not optimal for mass. It's not optimal for building mass, which is essentially, you know, the the biggest goal or the main goal of a bodybuilding split is to build muscle. It's not optimal for building mass for a natural lifter. When you think of bodybuilding, you think of the pros, you think of Arnold, you think of Ronnie Coleman, you think of Jay Cutler, you know, you think of these guys, Flex Wheeler, you think of these pro bodybuilders, these, these, these guys that are just, you know, carved out of stone, just freaking huge. They're on steroids, okay? The bodybuilding split is not optimal for a natural lifter, and I'm going to tell you why. You're not getting enough frequency. Now that's not, don't confuse that with what one of the benefits, one of the good things I said about bodybuilding was that you can train often, you can train frequently. Yes, you can train frequently, meaning you can get to the gym, you can work hard, you can sweat often. But when we're talking about specifically for building mass, you cannot, the the frequency of a muscle being hit is not high enough. Meaning, Monday I hit chest, Tuesday I hit back, Wednesday I hit shoulders, Thursday I hit legs, Friday I hit arms, Saturday, Sunday I take off, you know, typically, you know, I say I, but you know, this is just the, the, the average bodybuilder, bodybuilder out there, and then Monday they come in and they're hitting chest again. Well, it's been seven days since you hit chest previously. Protein synthesis, essentially your body's ability to enhance the ability to, to digest and use protein to help build muscle, is diminished. It's essentially non-existent. It's, 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 peak, it's peak ability is non-existent after 48 hours. So after you hit chest Monday, 48 hours later, it can be hit again. And it's ready to be hit again. Because now you're not getting any more growth out of those out of those muscles. The protein synthesis has come and has come and gone on that from that training stimulus that you had on Monday. But you're waiting, so that's 48 hours, but you're waiting seven days until you do it again. 
And that you almost have to wait that long though in a bodybuilding split because you have an entire workout specifically for one body part. So Monday, you're in the gym for 45 minutes to an hour, maybe even an hour, 10 or hour, 15, depending on your warm-up and everything else. Just doing chest. You're probably hitting, on average, 24 to 30 sets of chest, maybe. You know, you have five to six exercises, three to four sets per exercise, and then you might even have some supersets in there or drop sets. So you're hitting anywhere from like 24 to 30 sets of one body part. You are essentially beating a dead horse. There is a saying. It's called, or it's called, it goes, stimulate, don't annihilate. You want to stimulate the muscle into growth. You don't want to absolutely annihilate it. You're beating a dead horse. You know, after you stimulate that muscle, Any extra work you do on that muscle is not going to help you grow faster. In fact, it's going to prolong your recovery period and not allow you to train as often. For a natural lifter, you increase protein synthesis by training that muscle. Professional bodybuilders on steroids, the juice they're on, you know, their their quote-unquote supplements enhance their body's ability for protein synthesis. They can be in protein synthesis way longer. So their ability to grow is way more uh, enhanced or, or, uh, than, than the natural lifter is. As a natural lifter, at 48 hours, you're done. So you doing 30 plus sets of one body part makes zero sense. So the bodybuilding split is not optimal for mass if you're a natural lifter. It works if you're on juice. Obviously, look at these fucking dudes. They're huge. But for you being a natural lifter, it is not optimal because you cannot train the muscle frequently enough to get the best gains. Notice I said again, not optimal. I didn't say you can't grow. I didn't say you can't get mass off of a bodybuilding split, but it's not optimal if you're a natural lifter. And if you're not a natural lifter, if you take steroids, then stop listening to this show because you're a corner-cutting piece of shit. I'm not going to get into it. I don't believe in that shit. All right? Next, it's not optimal for function. Um, now, I'm hesitant to even use that word because I really don't like the, the functional training, you know, bunnies out there that everything's like, oh, functional this, functional that, it's not functional, uh, you're never going to see this in the real world. Yeah, I don't like those guys. But there is some truth to some things that have been said. Um, you know, constantly breaking your body up into isolated movements is not very good for the function of your body to ha- to have it move as a whole and the more especially in the last probably year myself uh and just the things that I've studied and learned myself 
um, I've, I've learned more and more just how integrated the entire body is. That your jaw position can affect your core activation. Like things, just small things like this. Like how integrated your body really is. And if you're constantly breaking it apart with these isolation exercises, you're going to begin to lose that ability for that body to just be completely integrated. Um, you know, for the core to function, connecting the upper and lower halves of your body um, for, you know, you, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I could get into for, for, for examples, but it's, it's, it's beyond the scope of what I wanted to cover today. I'm just going to leave it at that uh, before I go into another tangent that's going to eat up another nine minutes that probably most of you, you know, probably won't even understand um, because it, it, it does get a little, you know, vocabulary intensive, I guess you could say. Um, it's just not optimal for function, okay? I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, the body is meant to work as a whole. It's meant to be integrated as a whole. If you're constantly breaking it up into isolation exercises, you're going to begin to lose that ability, and then your body's going to begin to break down. Um, when, when, when everything can't work in sync with each other, then things begin to compensate, and that's how you begin to get injured. Um, now, I'm not saying never do isolation exercises. I do isolation exercises you know, quite often, but it's a very small part of my programming. Um, you know, you throw in one or two exercises maybe per workout to bring up a lagging body part or, or a body part that you need to get stronger or, you know, something like that. But um, it should not be a primary focus of your programming like bodybuilding is. Um, so, you know, you have all these different, you know, you know, isolation exercises to isolate the lateral head of your tricep or, you know, the upper inner portion of your pecs like it it really doesn't work that way okay it's it's if especially if you're a natural lifter it is such a waste of time um you know don't don't be doing you know incline dumbbell flies to try and you know uh isolate the inner portion of your upper chest it's not going to work okay first of all a, a dumbbell fly an incline dumbbell fly when the dumbbells are over your sternum Gravity's pulling the dumbbell straight into your arm. So there's almost no resistance on your muscle whatsoever. Not to mention, when you go out into a fly, this is just a side tangent here, I guess you could say. Just going on, it just popped in my head. You know, it's just one of the things that annoy me. Your pec, so if you look at your pec muscle, it attaches to your sternum, your, 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 essentially your breastbone. And then it attaches out onto your, 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 your upper humerus, your, your upper arm bone. When you do a fly and when you do a bench press, your upper arm, so your upper arm, so from your elbow to your shoulder, the angle of that is the exact same. The only difference between a fly and a press is the angle of your elbow. Well, guess what? Your pec does not attach onto your elbow. So there's zero, there's no different function of a fly and a press as far as benching goes because your upper arm is doing the same thing. The, the, the role of the pec is to bring the arm closer to the midline of your body and is doing that in the same exact angle on both a press and a fly. You just can't go as heavy on a fly. So... Stop wasting your time, okay?
tangent over. Not to mention just being out there, having the weight. You know, it's a longer lever. You know, that's why it's harder, obviously. That's why you can't go as heavy because it's a longer lever. And it's just a lot harder on your shoulder. The risk-reward there is like, it's, how, how do you even, why would you even consider it? I mean, it's, anyways. Moving on. Um, yeah, I, I shouldn't even, okay. Before I, before I move on from this tangent, I'm not going to fucking make 30 minutes, but damn it. Oh, well. I, I should be close. Now, flies, okay. If you get bored, okay, you want some exercise variation, okay, that's fine. But there's in the bodybuilding world, people they, they think they have to do flies in every workout. Like they think they have to hit they think it's a different function of the chest. Like you have to hit your presses and you have to hit your flies. You don't. You don't have to do that. Um, you know, if you're dieting and you're getting and you know you, you're because you know for those of you that do shows and stuff like that, if you're dieting, you know your energy levels suck and you just can't go as heavy. You don't want to be as taxing on your nervous system. Um, then you can hit flies. You know, you know you can burn it out a little bit with the flies because you don't have to go as heavy. You can go for higher reps and you know because you don't have to use as much weight. You know it can be a little bit easier on the nervous system. Like okay, I'm cool with it, but. The guys that think you have, or and people that just think you have to hit them in every workout because it's a different function of the chest, it's not. You're still ad- you're still adducting your arm all the same. Okay. So, just ha- keep that in mind from now on. Um, you know, and there's just there's there's multiple examples of things like this, um, but I just wanted to get that out there. Um, so, okay, screw it. Let's move on. So that's the bad with bodybuilding. And I feel like I'm forgetting something that I wanted to say about that, but maybe it'll come to me later. Now let's move on to the ugly. The things that I really, really don't like. Um, and I guess really that last one, seeing how fired up I got about it, I guess it could have been included in this, but... Um, Moving on to the ugly. First thing, bulking and cutting. I don't, I don't like those. It might just be the terms. I don't know. And, you know, honestly, you could make an argument. I mean, there definitely is bulking and cutting. And, you know, I mean, if you look at a bodybuilder in the offseason and a bodybuilder before they go on stage, like, yes, there's a difference. You know, they're huge in the offseason, like almost straight up like just thick and fat and they're absolutely shredded as hell before a contest they're like three percent body fat so yes i'm bulking and cutting but what ruins it for me is you when you work in the globo gyms you know for as long as i did and you're subjected to this world um you get so many Guys and girls, I mean, majority of it is guys, though. Guys and girls who just, I feel like they just say these words because they they want to sound cool. 
when they really are not doing anything differently from one to the other. Um, you know, bulking it just you know they they use the term bulking to justify them eating whatever the hell they want. Um, they want to be a fat pile. They want to eat pizza and burgers and stuff every day. So they just say, oh, I'm on a bulking. I'm, on, I'm bulking right now. So it's okay that I'm fat as shit right now. It it just drove me insane. And then their quote-unquote cut lasts about two weeks because they cut their calories so damn far and just do so much cardio that they're absolutely smoked. Like they have no energy whatsoever. And they just completely, you know... Try like they realize how fat they've gotten, so they try to overcompensate by going way too far on the other end of the spectrum, and they their cut lasts like two weeks, and all that all that happened in those two weeks because they were so depleted and so malnourished is that they probably just burned any muscle that they might have put on during a bulk, and they they stay in this constant circle of mediocrity never going anywhere so that just drives me insane if every time someone says those words around me it's like nails on a chalkboard like I grind my teeth I have to just bite my tongue so you all been warned don't say that shit around me (laughs) um next is Kind of going hand in hand with that. The nutrition. Um, And even though I said a good pro positive of this training method was that it highlights the power of nutrition. It highlights the power of nutrition, but it does not teach good nutrition. Legit, it's chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli. Chicken, broccoli, rice. Chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli. Fish, broccoli. Like... There is so little variation in a bodybuilder diet that it's not good for you. And I did this. I know. I ate chicken and broccoli for like three freaking years, okay? Um, it, you should be eating a wide variety of food, wide variety of meats, wide variety of vegetables, wide variety of fruits, all this stuff, wide variety of, of carb sources, you know, not just rice. You could have white rice, you could have brown rice, you have quinoa, you could have sweet potatoes, you could have white potatoes, you know, wide variety of foods, not the same shit every single day for three years straight until you get your cheat meal and then you pig out, but then it's back to chicken and broccoli, chicken and broccoli, chicken, like, no, no, wide variety of food, switch that shit up every week. Chicken and broccoli this week? Okay. You better not be eating that shit next week. Next week, you better be eating like, you know, bison and asparagus or salmon and, I mean, you don't have to eat salmon every day. They get expensive as shit. But mix it up, man. Make some chicken for the week. Make some steak for the week. Make some bison for the week. Have a couple salmon fillets in the freezer. Got a couple, get some elk. You can get elk and shit. Like, there's no excuse. 15, 20 years ago, I could see... Because, you know, you just have your local supermarket. But there's there's businesses now online where you can order freaking bison. You can order ostrich. You can order elk. You can get venison. You can order all these different kind of meats. 
and they keep they they're frozen and they send them to you frozen and you can freeze them until you're ready to eat them. I know because I use companies like this. You can go on thrivemarket.com. If you've never used them before, you get 20% off your first three orders. You can get a whole like red meat box full of steak and you can get a blend one with steak and chicken, like all grass-fed meat. It's freaking awesome, okay? So there's no excuse not to have variety now because you can use companies like this and have a, you know all this stuff at your fingertips. So wide variety of food. Don't just eat the same shit every single day. I hate that. Lastly, and this kind of goes hand in hand with eating the same shit every day. Because if you're eating the same shit every day, guess what? You're not going to get... Your, your, your array of vitamins and minerals. But bodybuilders make up for shit like this with supplements. And that's the last thing that I freaking hate. There's a supplement for everything. Got the pre-workout. Got my new pre-workout. Oh, I got this weight gainer shake. I got this new protein powder. I got this new creatine mixture combo pack with the, this shit that makes my ears turn red and my fingers tingle. Like... Meanwhile, it's got sucralose, it's got, you know, estesophilin potassium in it. I don't even know how to fucking say that word. It's got all this shit in there that you can't pronounce. God knows what that does to you long term. Nobody knows because this shit's just been made up in the last decade or so. Who knows taking this shit every day what it does to you. Stop taking so many supplements. And don't, for the love of God, take a fat burner. I, even back when I was in bodybuilding, I despised fat burners. I put fat burners in line with like steroids. Even though steroids have been proven to work, fat burners haven't. But I still put them on the same level. Because the people that buy them think they work. And they hope that they work. And to me, it's the same thing. You're taking... A pill, powder, or potion, whatever the hell you want to classify it under, to try and cut a corner. We do not go to the gym to cut corners. We go to the gym to grow. We grow physically, but more important, we grow mentally. We grow mentally through applying ourselves, through hard work, through effort, through dropping sweat, through dealing with pain. Through overcoming failure. That is how we grow mentally. And in turn you grow physically from that. And you want to take a pill to try and cut that process short. To try and get there faster. You want the gift. You want the present without the payment. Nothing in life works that way. Nothing. So stop trying to take a pill to do that. Because then you lose the most valuable asset the gym can offer you. And that is the carryover to everything else in life. So stop being a lazy piece. Eat right. Work your ass off. There ain't no pill or potion or shot in the ass that's going to do it better for you. (sighs) All right. Well, I'm at 38 minutes. I want to, you know, I'm going to do it really fast. Um, You know, I don't want to end on a bad note like that. I want to 
offer some solutions. So for those of you out there that are in bodybuilding split and maybe sound like a lot of what I just described, I want to show you guys how you can do things better. And I'm not even going to tell you to completely drop bodybuilding. I'm going to show you how you can make bodybuilding work for you, how I would do. Like if someone held a gun to my head and said I had to do bodybuilding, this is how I would do it, knowing what I know now and having you know the last 10 years of experience. Training myself, training other people, um, you know, having bodybuilded before and having changed my training, all that stuff. So how would I do it now? First off, screw the body part a day. You're not going to do a body part a day. You can, it's still going to be a little, like we're, our split's still going to be a little bit more isolated than maybe like full body and stuff, but we'll class it, we'll do a push-pull split, Okay. Meaning, you do, like Monday, it's not just chest day. It's going to be upper body push. So you're doing all your push body parts on Monday. That's your pecs. That's your shoulders. That's your triceps. So all your push muscles. So you're doing three, essentially three different body parts on Monday. And because you're doing three different body parts, you're not going to be able to get as much volume on each body part. Whereas before, Monday was you know 30 plus sets of chest, and then later in the week, Thursday might have been 30 plus sets of shoulders. Well, now we got we got pecs, shoulders, and triceps to do. So that volume on each one is going to get drastically cut. So Monday would be upper body push, where you're hitting pecs, chest, or pe- pecs and chest, the same thing, chest, shoulders, and tries. Tuesday, you'll come in and you're going to hit your upper body pull muscles. So that's going to be your back, your lats, your traps, your biceps. All right. So we're going to hit back. Your back's got two functions. You got horizontal rowing, you got vertical pulling, you know, essentially your, your rows and your chins and pull-ups and stuff. We're going to hit biceps. So you're going to hit the entire back. You're going to hit the traps and you're going to hit bys. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, you could take off depending on soreness or you could use it for some sort of conditioning day or if you're down to do it, you can go right into your leg day. Now we're going to crush legs. Um, So you're going to do your lower body on Wednesday. And then come or unless if you train Wednesday or Thursday. And then the following day, so this could either be, if you trained Wednesday, this would be Thursday. So now it's like that 48-hour mark. It's been two days. You trained your push muscles on Monday. You had Tuesday and Wednesday. Guess what? Thursday, guess what Thursday is? It's going to be upper body push again. So now we're getting double the frequency that we were getting before. We're going to be hitting things twice in a week. That's essentially a three-day split. Monday, upper body push. Tuesday, upper body pull. Wednesday, legs. Thursday, back to upper body push. Friday, upper body pull. Saturday, legs. And then you can take Sunday off or do some light cardio, however you want to do it. But now we're getting twice the stimulus. Our chest is being stimulated twice a week. Our shoulders are being stimulated twice a week. Our back is being stimulated twice a week. I think you get the picture. That's double the stimulation that we were getting before on one body part a day. That's 
growth twice as fast. And because the volume is drastically cut, you'll be able to train that second time in that week because we're not just focusing on one body part now. So now you'll be able to hit it again because you're not going to be absolutely torn apart from doing 30 plus sets of one body part. That's going to give us two two times a week in that that enhanced protein synthesis state to allow that to grow. As a natural lifter, that's your best friend, the frequency that you can stimulate the muscle. And if you don't absolutely annihilate it, cut the volume down a little bit, hit it multiple times a week, you're going to grow way faster. But now, as for the specific workouts, do your big lifts. Because we're not you know, doing 30 plus sets, the reason you can do 30 plus sets of a body part is because you're doing all these little dinky exercises, like these little, these little cable flies to isolate the upper inner portion of my chest or however the hell you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. We're not going to be doing the little dinky exercises like that. I want 90% of your workout to be big compound movements. Hit your bench press. You can hit some incline, um, you know, high incline bench press. Hit your dumbbell military presses. Um, hit close grip bench for the triceps or dips for the triceps. Hit your big movements. That should be 90% of your training. And then at the end, if you maybe if your delts are a little bit underdeveloped or your chest is a little bit underdeveloped, you can throw in, you know, a burnout or isolation exercise. Like me, my delts are weak, so maybe I'll hit some laterals at the end for like two, three sets of like a burnout just to give them a little extra love. That's when you throw in those little guys like that. So the big lifts, man. So that is how I would run a split if I had to do a bodybuilding style split today. And lastly, fix, I mean, fixing your foods is damn easy. Just eat a wide variety of foods. I already went over that. So um, that's how I'd run a bodybuilding split now. I wouldn't be cutting and bulking. I would do a slight increase in calories. If I'm trying to gain weight, if I'm trying to put muscle on, and I'd knock my reps down a little bit, I mean, my, my compound lifts, I would do some heavy compound lifts, increase my calories a little bit, and then maybe throw in you know, a couple burnout sets just to get a little extra volume in. But I want that heavy weight if I'm trying to put if I'm trying to put size on. If I'm trying to lean out, you really don't even have to train change the training at all. You can just incorporate some slow and steady cardio. I love my morning walks for getting shredded. Keep your training the same, and then just vi- monitor your carb intake. You know, very closely. Only eat your carbs around your activity level. Lots of vegetables, lots of water, and that's as simple as cutting gets right there. So there you go, guys. 45 minutes. Damn, that was a lot longer than I was expecting it to be. But I think there was a lot of good information on this show. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this, especially you bodybuilders out there. Heed these words, man. I've been in this industry a long time. It's been 10 years. I've done it all. I've trained just about every different way you could think of. Um, And if you love bodybuilding, hey, more power to you. I'm glad you're doing something. If you're doing something, you're better than 90% of the people out there. But just take some of this stuff and don't even just take my word for it. You just try it yourself. Try what I take these things I said, try yourself. Give it a, a solid two months, two, three months. If it doesn't work, call me a piece of shit. I don't care, you know, but it will work and you will get crazy gains from it. So I hope this helps guys. Um, 
And that's all I got for you. I don't, I don't really have anything else. So uh, like the show, share the show, subscribe to the show. Um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And until next time, GP, send us out, brother. Boom. Second by second, you lose the opportunity to become the person you want to be. What are you going to stop making excuses?